So hello again. I am now finally back in Sydney, and as much as I will jump up and down and say that I prefer living in a suitcase or living out of a suitcase, I have to say, after that last leg getting home from Malaysia, I am so happy to be in my own bed, in my own apartment, on my own balcony, and not be waiting for someone else to tell me what's going on. So my trip home, um, well, I updated you guys that I was going to the Mega Mall and I had spent hours there and I continued to spend more time there. Like it was amazing. And I have proven the theory that I had about, you know how when you break the seal, we all have this term that we use whenever we go out drinking. And once you break the seal, then you have to go constantly. Well, the same thing applies for spending money. I had done so well in Malaysia. I had really just gone to work, gone to the hotel, bought little bits and pieces here and there, but nothing big. Man, one afternoon at the Mega Mall and every bit of money I had put aside, gone. <laughs> and on a lot of stuff, like Malaysia's got some great shopping. And if you really have the ability to go and just think outside of what you need, it's fantastic. I'm not a massive shopper, like I love to buy pretty things, but if I don't need it, I don't buy it. Malaysia's the place to go if you really don't need an excuse. Oh my gosh, fantastic. Anyway, I uh, went back to the hotel. I used this service called Grab. They don't do Uber in Malaysia, they use Grab. And it's actually much better. Like the, all the taxis there don't have in-car cameras or um, any kind of really safety features and the drivers are insane uh, but grab requires all these things so all the drivers have cameras inside you can track where you are you can pay with either cash or credit card or grab points um, in Malaysia proper they actually have grab points to pay for everything so you can set up an account where you put all your spending in one place and you use a QR code on your phone to pay for things in shops. And almost all the shops accept them, so it's really good. Um, they also have a great thing in their app where you can set up an emergency contact. And whenever you accept the ride, when you get in, that button shows up on your phone. So if at any point you feel uncomfortable or something happens, you press the emergency number, it automatically dials that person for you. Pretty good. Okay, sorry, sidetracked. <laughs> um, so I get back to the hotel, I take another taxi from the hotel to the airport, get to the airport three hours before my flight. Normal, standard, no worries. Uh, check in, fine, everything seems normal. One hour before the flight, they actually open the gate, which means you have to go through another round of security. This is much more stringent. Uh, you've already gone through immigration, your last leg, uh, and they put you into these massive rooms, like the gate areas, where there's nowhere to go, there's no TV, there's no toilets, it's just, you're literally waiting to get on the plane. So, an hour goes by, and when we're supposed to be taking off, they tell us, sorry, there's been a technical delay, we'll let you know what's going on in half an hour. Half an hour goes by same message. Another half an hour goes by, same message. So it's now 1.30 in the morning 
and and oh my goodness well almost 1 30 but then they tell us uh we're gonna cancel the flight and we'll put you up for the night because you know obviously it's one o'clock in the morning the next flight is at 9 a.m um check-in will start at six so now is the mad rush you've got 300 plus people all trying to head to um, the three people they had there at the transit station, or sorry, transfer desk, transit station, anyway. Um, <laughs> I am jet lag, forgive me. It took an hour and 45 minutes for me to go about 10 meters in the line. Um, because I was alone, I was lucky enough to get put into a hotel that was on premises, so it was only about a 10 minute walk to the hotel. Um, that left me with about two and a half hours to have a nap, have a shower, and come back to check in again and try to get seats and all that. But there were some poor souls that got put at a hotel that was 30 minutes away with a shuttle that only came every 20 minutes. Um, one guy I spoke to had gotten his room the same time as me, which is about 3 a.m. He didn't actually get into well, he got his voucher at 3 a.m. He didn't get into his room until 5. And then the, the bus coming back, or the shuttle coming back, was at 6 or 6.20. And then by, he had to be on the 6.20 shuttle because he had to be back at the airport to then check in because our flight, the gates opened at 8. And that leads us to the next bit. So again, the gates open at eight. You go into a little room where there's no toilets, there's no getting away from anything. You're with the same people you've now been with for like 24 hours, <laughs> sorry, 12 hours. And then they tell us it's gonna be delayed. Honestly, like I, I get, things happen when you travel. It's part of the, the process, you know, you learn a lot about yourself when you travel. You. You learn what you really can and cannot live without. You learn um, whether you're uh, the kind of person who packs way too much or the kind of person who doesn't really ever pack enough, you know? Um, and then when you're in airports, I think is when you see the real truth about people. So the people who are gonna be rude in an airport are the people who are gonna be rude in everything. Because honestly, we're all in the same situation. So yesterday morning, that tested me. That really, my patience was done. I'd had two hours sleep. I hadn't had a proper meal since probably eight o'clock the day before. I was just over it. The flight finally took off at 10, so we were only an hour behind. Um, we landed close to nine o'clock at night, which, you know, I was meant to be at a meeting at work yesterday around midday so I was a little uh, behind in my schedule and then there was a problem with the luggage <laughs> we had to wait almost an hour to get our luggage but because sorry we were told it was because our flight was not one of these scheduled flights so the ground handlers did not prioritize it now <laughs> after all that time <laughs> I swear I was not the only person there who thought that was the opposite of what should have happened. I felt like since we had already been detained, <laughs> that's a terrible word to use, but since we'd already been held against our will for 12 hours beyond when we were meant to be where we were supposed to be, 
I thought we should have gone first, but I was, you know, ground handlers have their own rules and the airline was definitely not in our favor. So, um, get the bags. I didn't get home till 10.30 last night, which is 12 hours behind schedule because everything was a bit of, I was about 12 hours behind schedule. And I ended up working from home today because I just couldn't hack it. It was just far too much to have to get up you know, um, the time zone difference, the, the lack of sleep for a day, the lack of food, all of that. Um, but I'm home. The last load of laundry is in the machine and I'm grateful. It was a fantastic trip. And even with that happening and with most of the trip being really about work, uh, I really enjoyed it and I really enjoy KL. So crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, I will think twice before going on Malaysia Airlines again. And I hate to say that because I've always had such good experiences with them, but they, um, their customer service really let us down. There was so little communication and so little information sharing. And if it wasn't for the fact that I was on a plane full of Aussies and Aussies don't mind having a chat, I don't think any of us would have known what was going on because they were just drip feeding any, anything they had. Um, so yeah. This is probably my longest post yet, but you know, it's easier to complain than anything else. <laughs> um, okay, thanks. Talk soon.